Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm chatting through eight strategies that you can use to overcome the pesky habit of boredom eating. Welcome back to the show today. I am chatting boredom eating in this 15-minute download If you are tuning in to the Daily Dollar podcast for the first time, welcome. My name's Kate Freeman and I'm a registered nutritionist and the founder of the Healthy Eating Hub and the Healthy Eating Clinic. Now, fun fact about me is that boredom eating is actually not a problem that I experience personally, mostly because I'm too busy to be bored. Like I am never bored. There is always something that I should be doing, can be doing, need to be doing. And I find that I'm really bored. And in fact, if I was to be left alone for a whole week, I don't think I'd even be lonely. Oh, I probably would be, let's be honest. But I would definitely find it easy to fill my time. I've always lots of things to do and I'm I'm into things. So I don't get bored. But I do procrastination eat. And I, I, I'm keen to sort of chuck procrastination eating into the same bucket as boredom eating. Hit me up on social if you're a procrastination eater as well. I reckon that my procrastination eating started when I was at university in my undergraduate. So I went straight from year 11 and 12, like straight into uni. So I was young in my undergrad nutrition degree. And I was also your typical leave it to the last minute cram studier you know, pull an all-nighter type gal at uni. And I remember this particular time where I was studying for um, a chemistry exam. I really love chemistry, but it was university-level chemistry, Chem 1B. It was tough, like really, really tough. And I'd done this cram session, but while I prep to study, I procrastinate. So I'm like lining up my pens on my desk and I'm putting my notebook ready to go. And then I sit down and start. And then I'm like, oh, I need a drink of water. Not oh, off I get and get a drink of water. I get down and be like, oh, I need my whiteout. Where's my whiteout? You know, and I just, anyone remember whiteout? Do we still use whiteout these days? I don't know. I don't think so. Cause we just are on our phones now, but I would go and make myself like a, a coffee Milo drink. So it had, you know, four or five heaped teaspoons of Milo, one to two heaped teaspoons of Makona coffee. Come on, this is 2001, guys, as well. So back when it was appropriate to drink instant coffee. I don't know anyone who still drinks instant coffee these days. Does anyone do that? Yeah, maybe. No judgment if you do. But I would have Milo, Makona coffee, enough boiling water, like in half the cup so it's warm, dissolve it all, and then top up the rest of it with milk. And then I'd shove it in the microwave if it still wasn't quite hot enough. And I would drink those, a couple of them, over the hours that I'd study. And that was my procrastination drink. And I remember one particular night having three or four of these guys. And so this is like eight teaspoons of instant coffee over a few hours. And then I finally fall into bed 
1, 2 a.m., fully clothed, um, but I can't sleep and I'm borderline hallucinating from the caffeine. Like my brain is just crazy swimming. My alarm goes off 6.30. I've got to be in the car by 7.30 to get to an exam early, like eight or something. And so I, oh, I wake up like all groggy, but I look down and I'm like, oh, sweet. I'm fully dressed. How excellent. So I was like, get up, put my shoes on, like grab my bag in my car, driving to work. I do my exam. I do a bunch of social things all day. And then that evening I'm out with some friends and we're hanging out and I'm just like crossing my hands across my chest. And I I start feeling my breasts. Sorry, this is a full overshare, this story. And I realized that I'm not wearing a bra. And so when I was studying and half like hallucinating in my Milo caffeine drink, I'd taken my bra off and then gone to sleep in my clothes and then woken up and be like, sweet, I'm dressed. And then gone all day without wearing a bra in a reasonably fitted shirt as well. So anyway, how embarrassing. That is my procrastination origins, my procrastinating eating origins. But let's chat five strategies to reduce boredom eating so you too don't make the same mistakes that I did when I was young and just with poor time management skills. Let's just say that I've come a long way since those days. I'm, I'm, I'm much better at adulting than I was back then. Okay, tip number one is keeping a food diary. Now, you might think that this is a little bit of a weird suggestion, but boredom eating stems from poor awareness of your food habits. So keeping a food diary is just about bringing you back to being aware of what you're eating because you're, you're writing it down. So every time you choose to eat something, you write it down. The only reason why a food diary works though is if you do it with without being judgmental. If you're doing it to try and be a perfect eater and, you know, stop eating different things or adhere to food rules, this won't really work because you'll just rebel against it. But just keep the food diary from a pure curiosity perspective so that you can be aware of what, when and why you are eating. Because often the first step to combating the problem behavior is an awareness of what the problem is or the triggers are in the first place. So 100% keep that food diary. One of the things that makes me feel like this is such a great tip is that when I work with people, um, often in the first consultation, I'll do a 24-hour food recall where I get them to tell me what they've eaten in the past or previous 24 hours. And most people can pretty easily recall their meals like breakfast, lunch, dinner, but they fail to remember the bag of chips they nibbled while they're at the computer or the block of chocolate they devoured while watching TV, right? They, you know, or in my case, the crazy Milo coffee drink that I would have. I probably wouldn't in my brain count that as food if I was thinking back just because of how I was consuming it and why I was consuming it. And so the food diary just helps bring that awareness back to you. So you have a really clear idea of what you're doing, how often you're doing it, and why you're doing it. The second tip is to plan your meals. And so planning your meals is about forethought. It's not about being perfect. It's just about thinking ahead. So, you know, I could have potentially planned to have, you know, better snacks available around my studying, but I find that I'm less likely to mindlessly grab something to eat in the afternoon if I've thought ahead and plan what I'm actually going to eat in the afternoon. So it's pretty easy to plan your meals, but maybe you haven't planned any snacks. And so to if you ensure that all your meals and snacks are accounted for and planned into your day, 
it just helps you stay in control of your food choices and appetite. And that if you start to feel hungry or bored, maybe it is time for your next scheduled meal or snack, which means go ahead and eat it. And if it's not time for your next scheduled meal or snack, then maybe you think, "Mm, maybe I'm not actually hungry and I'll go and find something else to do. The next tip is to brush your teeth. So this is a great habit just generally for good oral hygiene. But after every meal and snack, give your teeth a good brush if you can, or even just twice a day, particularly after dinner, this is a really helpful thing. Helps you maintain healthy teeth and gums. And the minty taste left in your mouth actually does suppress your appetite for other tastes, making you less likely to snack. So a simple habit of brushing your teeth straight after a meal is a great way to limit then mindless or boredom snacking after that meal. The next tip is to set yourself daily achievable tasks. Sometimes, you know, boredom eating can be a way of providing ourselves with personal fulfillment and satisfaction. So we need to have satisfying things to do. And one of those things is eating. Um, If food provides high satisfaction. So if you can set yourself some small achievable tasks every day, I don't know, maybe it's practicing a new instrument. I'm I've been learning to play the piano. And speaking of that, I haven't played the piano all year, all 2021. In fact, I'm podcasting in the room where my piano is and I'm looking at it. I'm like, I haven't played you in five months. But I I loved that achievable task, particularly if I was bored and I didn't know what to do, rather than eating after dinner or mindlessly scrolling social media on my phone, I would go and play piano. And I'm going to pick that back up again. But at the start of your day, maybe you could write out a to-do list to be completed within that day. Go through and and just check that list off. Just give yourself something else to do, something that feels satisfying. Another tip is just chewing gum. So it may seem pretty simple, but it can be pretty effective, um, particularly if you're eating purely out of boredom and and non-hunger reasons. I wouldn't suggest gum as a way to, to curb genuine hunger. I I think that listening to your body um, is a better way to go, but it depends on your goals, right? Sometimes you can feel a little hungry when you're in an energy deficit to lose weight and chewing gum can help. Do this really, really mindfully. Know that if you do chew too much gum in a day that you will um, induce a laxative effect and get runny poo-poos from the artificial sweeteners in the gum. But yeah, a nice sugar-free mint gum can absolutely do the trick just help you choose something and satisfy that without actually giving you any calories or energy. Um, The minty taste I find decreases my appetite for other tastes. You know, it's like that when you drink orange juice after brushing your teeth. Most foulest food combo ever. Gross. All right, next tip is to give your hands something to do. So like the piano is I, I can't snack while I do that, yet it's a really fun wind down activity for me, but I can't eat while I'm doing it because I'm keeping my hands busy. So keeping your hands busy, doing one activity at a time can be really, really helpful. Whereas if you're watching in TV or reading a book or you're on your phone or laptop, you're not technically keeping your hands busy, more tempted to eat at the same time. So things like cross stitch, sewing, drawing, painting, cleaning, even they can be great things that can just, yeah, keep your hands busy. Another tip is carrying a drink bottle with you at all times. Now, this is a really great tip because sometimes we can feel a drive to want to eat because we're actually thirsty and the drink bottle has the same hand-to-mouth action that food does. So sipping on it regularly, I like to um, 
use the fruit tisanes, which is like the the fruit tea. So it's a small flavor infusion, or you can put fresh mint leaves in your drink bottle or slice lime, things like that, to just give it a little bit of um, extra hint of flavor. But it can really help satisfy your need to snack on food as well as keeping you hydrated, which will also help with your appetite control. Dehydration definitely makes you feel more hungry um, and thirsty, obviously, but thirst is not always a reliable indicator of hydration. So yeah, keep that drink bottle with you. Go for a walk. If you're feeling bored, tempted to wander into the kitchen, one of the best things to do is to just leave the house, get some physical activity, even if it's just for 10 minutes, just walk around the block, just just break the the habit of wandering into the kitchen, not sure what to do and um, get some fresh air, do some mindfulness exercises where you really check in, oh, the breeze on my face, the sun on my skin, oh, this is feeling really good, couple of deep breaths. Yeah, if you're keen, the walk might end up going for half an hour. You come back feeling really, really good. So boredom eating is this kind of about breaking some of the cycles. Like I mentioned at the beginning, awareness is key to changing behavior. Understanding your triggers and why you're doing the behavior is also key to finding the right solution for you. So definitely start off with paying attention to what and why you're actually doing what you're doing. And you'll find that you'll start to come up with solutions. And if you are really, really struggling with some food-related behaviours that might have some other factors involved with them, definitely reach out to me or my team. We can absolutely help you with that. Just helping you develop long-term healthy eating habits is what we do. Otherwise, have a fab day, team. I look forward to hearing how you go with curbing your boredom eating. Let me know what strategies are working for you. Hit me up on my socials. Have a great day, team, and we'll catch you in the next episode. After years of being bombarded with diet culture, I so understand that the world of healthy eating is super, super hard. My healthy eating program helps people who are struggling with their eating habits to lose weight, feel good about themselves and eat well for the rest of their life. I do this by teaching one nutrition principle at a time and showing you how to establish this knowledge as a habit in your everyday life. This is unlike any other program on the market today that simply gives you a meal plan, a list of good and bad foods, or expects you to change everything all at once. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.au. Thank you so much for checking out The Daily Dollop. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so that we can spread the podcast far and wide and so you don't miss an episode.